Should I stop making uh, dick jokes? <laughs> you know, make them, but you know, maybe cut down on them. You mean let's, I shouldn't try make my entire personality dick jokes? Broaden our yeah. Ex- <laughs> don't make your entire personality dick jokes. Let's try and broaden our joke horizons. No can doesville, baby nope. doll. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the We Don't Wanna Podcast. This is normally the show where we really don't want to. But for this new series, we're still not sure yet if we don't wanna. So come along and join us as we start our journey through the Wheel of Time series. We're your hosts, I am Scott, and joining me as always... He's never been with a man, but two men. <laughs> it's Zachary and Zachary! What's up, buddy? What's up, my guy? Man, hey, uh, those two men. Who's, yeah, to say, who's to say they wouldn't want me? What's that? What's not to want? Yeah, what's not to want? What's not to want? You, you've never been with man singular, but multiple men's many times. Multular. Is what I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> definitely. What's what's not to love? What's not to want? Uh, Zachary Attackery, the most wantable is that? That's not a word. What am I looking for most here? Most wanted, maybe? No, wantable. The most wantable yeah, man we'll there is. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Uh, ha- have you had a good day here, pal? Good week. Um. Yeah, man. I'm running on uh, on empty. If I'm yeah, being totally honest, <laughs> but uh, I'm good, man. Um. Yeah, work has work has been. Tight. <laughs> it's toy. Toy like toy. a toy. Toy like a toy. <laughs> no, man, yeah. I, I'm good. How are you, buddy? Uh, I am doing f- absolutely fantastic. Thank you for asking. I went to a uh, Brazilian steakhouse yesterday. I don't Ooh, know if you've ever been to one of them. I where have. They, yeah, they basically, you know, one of those places where they come around just endlessly with giant spits of meat, something we know Hey-o. a lot about. <laughs> And, uh, sounds like a Friday night, if you ask sounds me. Sounds like a Friday night, except it was a Thursday afternoon for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just you just eat a ton of meat and the grilled pineapple, and it was divine. Uh, shout out to Did you just Bra- go by yourself. No, no, no. It, okay. it was a group of like seven of us uh, friends from work. And, I don't uh, believe you. You can't well, possibly have friends. You are insufferable. Despite me being completely insufferable, people actually do seem to like me. I put on a very, very fake facade most of the time. Do you so. wear uh, a snake skin suit? <laughs> that's a different. That's a different series. That is a different um, series. But yes, it was delightful. Shouts to uh, Brasal. I'm probably mispronouncing that. It was delicious. And then I came home and I basically went into a coma for about three hours because i had eaten so much took like a three-hour nap so i am feeling just fantastic i think three hours is a little long to call a nap i think you just you went to sleep nah 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 it's still a nap (laughs) i i fucking know how to nap my dude Dude. and that was a nap for the ages so (laughs) you're running on empty but i'm i'm running on full baby i'm ready to go you're running on full hard I'm full hard. <laughs> I'm usually always running on full hard. Fuck like yeah. like a good seventy percent chub at least. Who needs blue chew, man? 
yeah, we don't need no Blue Chew sponsorship. Uh, but Blue Chew, if you're interested. Uh, yeah. yeah, hey, we're hey, interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about Blue Chew or Brazilian steakhouses, though. We are, of course, talking about Wheel of Time, the Amazon series that... Zach, I gotta just say, kind of is the gift that keeps on giving at this point. I, I truly did not think, even in my biggest hopes, I did not think I would be as big of a fan of this series as I feel like I am right now. Uh, I would agree that it keeps on giving, um... You sound a little hesitant here. Did you not like this one as no, much? No, 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 no. I, I, I did actually. I, I did like the episode quite a bit. Um, I think it's, it's gonna be tough to follow up an episode like last week. Sure. But they can't all be bangers like that, and that's fair. And I understand that. Um, this, not, not this, unless you're season four of Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one was definitely a little slower paced. Uh, a lot of good content. More introspective. There, I will say. I did feel like at times this felt like the episode to give like character backstory, and yeah. it did feel a little dumpy at at uh, at, at, oh. so, uh, at sometimes. I mean, I'm always feeling dumpy, but uh, <laughs> you're talking about my fat dumpy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm talking about the fat dumpy you must have had after your Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, I had a big fat dumpy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely, like, more character-focused. Uh, I mean, last episode had that, too. Last episode just had everything, episode yeah. four. But yeah. episode five was really like, okay, we're kind of, you know, I, we're getting I, to this place. that Storylines are converging. We're getting, you know, kind of some finality to some characters. I, I, think, I think for me what it was is it got to a point where, like, I was like, okay, who whose backstory are we going to hear next? Like who's up next? Sure. Let's go. Because I I did feel like it did happen quite a bit. Not to say it was bad. So please don't misunderstand. Uh, I just felt like okay, this is the episode we're doing all of this in. <laughs> Confirmed. Zach hates uh, this episode. Oh my this god, show no. For all time. Oh no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and do the the quick and dirty the quick and dirty rundown. Uh, the general outline of the episode. Then we'll go directly into the recap from there. Uh, general rundown. Uh, so I think you did general outline. Whatever I did, general outline, general rundown. General Kenobi. General Kenobi. So to start, uh, you know, basically we see uh, a lot of our groups kind of either getting to uh, the city where the White Tower is or being close to the city where the White Tower is. Uh, like I said, we get some converging of some storylines uh, a some lot of converging, eh? Some converging of other things, maybe. Some crossing um, of swords, eh? <laughs> there's a lot of talk of crossing swords in this episode. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, basically, there's a lot of intrigue, uh, a lot of interworking politics of the White Tower. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, Nenev and Perrin kind of get delayed before they fully get into the city yet. And. Um, you know, we we get a one of our warder characters, kind of his storyline gets wrapped up in the end. Um, that is obviously the very broad strokes. We're going to go in deeper here. Uh, Zach, well, I'm going to try. 
Zach can't go much deeper. Let's be real. <laughs> he can only go so far. <laughs> He's tired, all right? He's very yeah, tired. It's I'm not his fault. I'm running on empty. Scott's he needs running some on full blue hard. Chew. I'm on full hard. He needs some blue chew. Don't <laughs> don't fucking hate on him if he can't go too deep. Look, I think I think our listeners should know that this is our fifth episode in. We've given you enough time to get to know us if you're barely listening. This, this is the true Scott and this Zach. This is us. This is this us. This is it. So if you're not ready for blue chew dick jokes and full hard jokes and- And fat dumpies. And then fat dumpies, then- uh, It's not for you. <laughs> probably is for your grandma, though. Tell her. Definitely. Uh, Zach, why don't you start us off here? Give us give us the the full rundown and we'll discuss. I'll give you the full rundown. Oh, All right. Promises. So we start uh, the episode. Well, actually, so let's let's we're picking up from the end of a banger ass episode. Uh, crazy good battle scene. Our boy Lan uh, getting uh, revived by. Uh, by the way, they do say her name different in this episode. Did you catch this? I didn't. Nanave. They yeah. So I th- I can't remember if it was uh, Leandrin or Moraine, but one of them says Nynaeve. Oh no! I, I mean, that. it flows a little bit better. Like they say, like Nynaeve or something like that, instead of it being like Nynaeve. Uh, but um, since we're gonna butcher her name's pronunciation anyway, do we have just a nickname we can use for her instead? Like Ninny, Randikin, <laughs> Ninny, <laughs> fucking Ninny, you fucking Ninny. Uh, uh, I kind of like I it. I don't like know ninny. if that'll stick, but. <laughs> Well, we'll try it out. We'll give it a little one episode test run here. Yeah, yeah. That's I feel like that's how all of our ideas go. <laughs> that's true. Then we just forget by next week. <laughs> okay, so uh, little Ninny over here, she's she saves like I hate it already. We're not doing that. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> just like me, baby. Ayo. Um. So look, Nanave. She heals the fuck out of our boy Lan, and uh, all is well, except all is actually not well because uh, Karene is dead as fuck. Still a hell of a lot of that party, the, the Aes Sedai kind of party, still died. Yeah, yeah, there's there's lots of them, and obviously our, our central character that we lost was Karene. Right. So we pick up this episode, episode five. Um, what is the name of this episode? Did you blood get... for blood, blood of blood? We'll go with that. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, one of those. Or it's close. Yeah, dude. Well, I hope it's so not either it's one of those. No, it... <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. So, uh, so we pick up this episode with a with a burial scene, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's pretty melancholy. It's 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 very good actually. I I yeah. I quite liked it. Um. It does look like they're burying the enemies as well, which I I always like that kind of thing. Um, sure, you know, like they just kind of a respect for the dead. Um, our guy Seppin Wolf, who thanks to Scotty, I know who Seppin Wolf is now. I still uh, hate Septic you for that. Wolf or whatever they're called. That one. No, nope, just Steppin Wolf. Just straight up Steppin Wolf. Steppin. I gotta say. Uh, I, I don't know if they're using some kind of magic protection on these uh, graves they have buried. Uh, those graves are not going to stay buried for more than, like, ten minutes. Yeah, definitely They're not. so shallow. Yeah. They're, like, the shallowest graves I've ever seen. Like, the first animal 
to stroll up is going to be just going to have a heyday. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be like, well, look at this feast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe they're using some kind of a magic barrier or something. Right. They didn't discuss it, and I just thought that. I was like, oh, those are shallow Are we graves. Are we getting to the point where we're liking the series enough to just make up our own headcanon to make it make yes. sense? Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, there's a magical barrier yeah. on these things. Yeah, so there's fuck a magical it. barrier, sure. Um, anyway, so Steppenwolf is burying uh, Karine, or sorry, Karene, and it's uh, it's pretty sad. Um, I made a note, and then I realized that I was wrong, but I'm going to say it because it's a funny joke. Okay. I said, <laughs> too bad our girl in the nave couldn't save her and her threesome-loving ass, and then it's I quickly not- realized that that was Alana. Not, yeah. not, not her. But hey, you know, <laughs> you are kind of a dipshit. Yeah, that wasn't even that good of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I then I started to be like, I got curious. I was like, what, what do we think happens to Award when mm-hmm. their Isidai is killed? Oh, and what does um, I, I kind of figured we would see Steppenwolf grappling with this whole thing this episode. I did not think it would be quite like that. Um, this oh, seems he pretty grapples. rough. I mean, this he seems grapples. rough. Yeah, uh, for sure. He he definitely has has a time in this episode. Uh, this is all before the intro. I just want to point out, after you mentioned it last week, I did watch the intro again. Dude, wait. Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <laughs> what? what? I was literally about to say... Hey, also, by the way, have I mentioned how cool this theme music and intro is? <laughs> Turns out you did. Um, I had not watched it since episode one. And um, I think we had talked about briefly, like, oh, are, are there just three, these three colors of Aes Sedai? No, there's are not. Are there more? No, it turns out if I had just watched the beginning, it looks like there's like seven, maybe. Um, I don't know if one of them is like the head, the seat, maybe. But the end of the, like, opening, it definitely shows, like, seven spokes kind of on the wheel. Uh, so there's either seven or close to it. One of them could be, I suppose, like, the the Amberlin seat. Right. But, uh, we also get mention of the yellows group um, yes. a bit later. But, yeah, definitely more than just the red, the greens, and the blues, for sure. Cool. So. It's like a game of risk. It's all coming together. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving forward, we, we get a little a little uh, warp speed action here, and we go one month ahead, or one mm-hmm. month later. So the Aes Sedai uh, are on horseback, and they are approaching the White Tower. Uh, this is the first time that we see it, and it looks pretty fucking massive. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. I mean... I feel like the, which is interesting because this is Amazon, but I do still feel like the funding for the show was definitely like season one funding of a show. Because uh, it was like just like a little too like CGI sore thumb. But look, the design is cool and I'm I happy. I thought it looked it. all right. It, it gives me very strong, just like the design of the town with the big tower. It gives me very strong old town vibes from Game of Thrones. Um, I I thought it reminded me of King's Landing actually. Eh, King's Landing with like the castle. It's, it doesn't really have like a tower like it this just, does though. It just seemed like it kind of worked its way up this like mountain where the tower started, and like everything was just kind of falling. 
Yeah, it definitely kind of has almost a tiered structure, but I got I got more old town vibes. But I, I can see what you're saying. Okay. Anyway, Scott, fuck me. <laughs> For um, sure. So Moraine asks a question about uh, Nanave and. Uh, she she's speaking to Lan at this at this mm-hmm. point. She asks uh, Lan um something about her, and Lan is like, "Dude, how should I fucking know?" And we learn that she has been spending quite a bit of time, uh, with with uh the wards with their camp, you know, at their campfire. Uh, Lan also makes mention of a uh he he says a ward is not supposed to outlive their eyes to die, and he's of course referencing our boy Steppenwolf. And dude, we just get this like really sad scene or like shot of him just like, like get like he's on a horse and he's yeah. just holding the other horse, like guiding the other horse next to him, and it's empty and he's just so sad, like almost a little bit comically sad, but like it's still actually sad. Yeah, looked like For a sure. kid who like his candy was taken away. Yeah, is what it, looked it, like. that's, it, it looked like he had just gotten like three scoops of ice cream on a cone and was so excited about it and then someone bumped into him and all of his ice cream is now on the ground that's what this dude's face looks like it's just like his whole world is like shattered and i I, mean like you know listen rightly so they they obviously have a deeper literally magical bond uh that you know ties them together like physically and emotionally than just oh you know I loved her, and you know she was my sure, friend, right? And that kind of thing. So, right, it's understandable. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so we cut to uh to our boy Randikin and um and a really bad looking Matt. <laughs> They're traveling on the crunt the countryside. Uh, and our boy Randikin definitely was like, "Hey, yo, y'all ever seen the movie Robin Hood?" <laughs> Yo, fucking check this shit out, dude. <laughs> I was so hoping you noticed this because I literally have verbatim in my notes. Randikin is in his Robin Hood cosplay for some reason. <laughs> Robinkin, dude. Robinkin? Oh, my God. Fucking Randikin over here. It's just like, why? Why does he look fucking like Robin Fucking Hood over here, dude. Randin Hood is better. That was a better, yeah, that was a better one. It's very funny, but Tom, I'm or excuse me, Matt looks fucking rough. Yeah, it looks like he's on a little bit of a bender. It's not a good time for homeboy. But like a bender of like drinking just pure evil. Like he just looks fucked. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's de- definitely definitely not good. Massive bags under his eyes. Uh, just sad. Fucking fucked up guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, for sure. <laughs> uh, so they they climb this hill. Uh, they they start to see you know something peeking out over this hill, and they climb this hill, and they see Tar Valon, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm assuming is the White Tower and or the White City or s- something like that. I'm sure it translates I, to something like that. I assume Tar Valon was the name, or Tar Valon probably is what it is. Is the name of the city where the White Tower is. Sure. I think the okay. White Tower is a building in Tar Valon. Right. Uh so Rand and Matt, uh they they find a room uh to rest before they actually go to the White Tower. Yeah. And um Matt dude, Matt is very, very fucked up about killing this family. This is actually a, a pretty interesting exchange. Um 
I am very interested to see how the fuck this whole Matt thing is going to play out. For sure. Me too. Um, so he he's very fucked up about killing that family, and Rand is, you know, just trying to reassure him and tell him, like, it wasn't you. I, like, I've been telling you it wasn't you that killed that family. You would never hurt that little girl. It was the, the Shade, right? Is that what it's called? The Fade. The Fade. The fade. Um, and I, Matt seems reluctant to accept that. I mean, he he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I think he knows. I think he knows it was him. So I actually had a thought about this. I, I, I wondered if what your take was like, we were very confident, and then I couldn't remember back from last episode. We were very confident that Matt did indeed kill them, right? I think he did, yes. Because we don't actually see it to my remembrance. Is it possible that, yes, he was possessed knife dude, but it truly was the Fade that killed the family? I think... Well, let me put it like this. I think that if that is the truth, if the Fade did kill the family, I think that I would be upset about that. The The way that everything was Wait. shot Okay, so you're was saying like, you would be upset with the way it was written and shot. Yes, because okay. it was definitely written in the way that like was like, yeah, Matt did that. And I think okay. it would be more interesting for his story if he was I possessed. Agree. I agree. I just had the thought of like, like Randikin was pretty confidently telling him, and I was like, "Is Randikin just lying to him?" I or think so. Is did we just misread that entire thing, and it was actually the Fade that killed this family? And I suppose, I said, "Yeah, I, 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 I do agree with what you're saying." Like, I think Matt killing them is probably the more interesting interesting storyline and the way it was it seemed to be heavily implied that's the way we both took it so the fact that Randikin I don't know if Randikin is just trying to like blame it on the fade as like oh a general evil is possessing you and I think I think he's trying to tell him I think he's trying to tell him that that actual eyeless like that fade that was there was the one that killed them sure so you think he's just straight up lying to keep Matt from going completely over the edge yes okay yeah fair enough. yeah definitely that's uh, that's how i'm reading it um hey listeners we we've never read these books just in case that hasn't already been made clear so, i don't think that was obvious at all so no. we are as blind as the fucking eyeless here we are eyeless wow. in this uh in this situation wow. look, uh, at the look at that deep cut how about that, that was not really a deep cut but it's okay. a deep cut Okay, it's only a flesh wound. I'm sorry. I I think I think I agree with you. I think Randikin okay. is just lying to him to try and keep him from going full mental, basically. Right, 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 right. Um. So Nanave is um very upset. So we we cut back to Nanave and Moraine and Lan. They have all arrived at the White Tower. And Nanave uh, uh, is upset and antsy and just kind of like, yo, where the fuck are my friends? Like you said that like getting here would get me to my friends. And Moraine is basically just, I mean, trying to calm her down because mm-hmm. Nanave is making a big deal about this. Um, she does give her a warning about the politics of the tower. 
and Dineve is like, yo, fuck your, t- your tower politics, basically. Like, fuck yeah. all this shit. I don't care about any of this. Um... Uh, she tells her even she's like, hey, uh, Moraine tells the knave, don't underestimate the women of this tower and their politics. And the knave is basically like, well, if I'm as powerful as you claim I am, maybe the women of this tower should be more worried about underestimating me, basically. And it was pretty cool from the knave. She's like pretty. I'm surprised like, you like that. I thought that was eh. corny as shit. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like the knave's got a confidence about her. That I do. It, like. it was just this. It was, I think it was a delivery. It, she she says, "If I'm as powerful as you say I am, maybe it's you, Isa die who shouldn't underestimate me." And it just seemed like very fucking like cheese ball. Yeah, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see All it right. that well, way. Well, hey, look, agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, it definitely didn't make me like scoff or anything like that. I was just like, I kind I kind of <laughs> like. Cool, calm, collected in the nave more than like that. So, Lan should be your favorite character then, because that dude is Lan you know, is up until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk I about can't... that. We'll talk about yeah, that. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that. But Lan but... is my fucking boy. Lan, Lan, you know what? I think I think uh, we're in episode five. Uh, we've uh-huh. got to do a little mid-season. Uh, uh, character ranking here okay, at the we end of this d- I feel like uh, everyone knows who my top two with a bullet are. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. should be pretty. I I feel like I've made that very clear. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So uh, Moraine does end up calming uh, Nanave down, and she does promise to bring her friends to her when she finds them. Mm-hmm. She also makes mention. She's like, "Listen, you've touched the source now. You felt its power. Felt how crazy it is." She basically tells her like. You'll never be the same now that you've touched this too. Right? Which I yeah. Um, I think Nanave asks her, like, "Is there any going back?" Right. Right. Something and, along those lines. Yeah. And Moraine just levels with her and tells her, "No. Uh, yeah. there, there's there's no going back. No. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Sorry. You've touched the power. I, baby. And, and I feel like it's kind of more like a like look like you may you may walk away from this, but you will never be the same. Like you will never go back to right. being the same person you were before. Right. For sure. Um, so we, we cut to Perrin and the Tinkers walking. Perrin, uh, Egg, and the gang. And I really hope you made a note of this. Maybe you uh, didn't. What specifically? I will say, you know, I have been very extremely down on their storyline, but hey, they had an interesting storyline this episode. Look at that. Miracles yeah. can happen. Yeah, it got interesting when they left the Tinkers, right? Basically, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes basically, exactly. So there. So we see Perrin walking with people, and uh, Egg jumps out at him, like mm-hmm. pounces at him, like playfully. Uh-huh. Was that not the cringest fucking bat like it was cut so weird that she just like i know our listeners are not gonna listen, but she just looked like <laughs> zach's doing like the short like t-rex arm thing <laughs> it was very odd it, was it just seemed so weird and out of place weird, like i don't know why dude. i was like what in the is fuck? it just trying to like show and demonstrate how close these two are that they're like just joking around and having fun before we get to what happens later? I, I don't guess. know, man. I I don't know. 
It was a bit odd. It, I'll yeah, give you it was that fucking, for sure. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, Merry um, Christmas. Yeah. So look, they, <laughs> they they spot the White Tower, and so I, I took a second to pause, and I was like, hmm. Are all of our people just going to converge together? And I was like, I feel like that's going to be very convenient. And just like, what are the fucking chances that they all just end up in the city together, like at the same fucking time? Well, Zach, have I got good news yeah, for you? Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I did say, look, it seems convenient, but also, I suppose I'd rather that than having to watch pointless, like, like wandering. So yes. You know, I whatever. was so happy to see that at least some of them got to the White Tower in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that definitely. was a big concern for us, I think, a couple episodes yep. ago. We were like, oh, how long is it going to take them to actually get there? Right. I have a feeling that the end of the season will be uh, the Emerlin Seat, whoever. Her, we get her name later. It's in my notes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like showing up and like that's going to end the season. I kind of think we're going to get her sooner than that. I think we'll get her probably next episode, if I had to guess. Hmm, okay, maybe. Yeah, you could be right. This does seem to be flying, so you, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the Tinkers um, are stopped by the White Cloaks. Mm-hmm. And who is leading the White Cloaks but the Questioner himself? Yeah, that fucker. I... I cannot decide how I feel about him as a villain. He definitely could have more to give than this episode gave us. Mm-hmm. But I, if this, if this is everything with the way that you know they escape and everything, which we'll get to, um, is everything. Uh, he's very underwhelming. I agree. I don't think this is the last I, we've seen of him. I don't for think sure. so either. But I. Okay, look, whatever. We'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. So so they're stopped by the questioner. And um you know, they're they're just like, "Yo, what what do you want, dude? Fuck off." Uh and he's like, "I want them." He points at Parent and Egg. Uh he recognizes them and he's like, "Bring them to me." And Isla tells him that they cannot have them. And uh he's like, "Oh, uh, and I suppose a great mogul like yourself is going to stop me." What? That was a haggard line. Fuck you for not catching that. I don't remember that, that line. Uh, oh, does he tell that to old Vernie? Yes, yes. Okay, Back sure. In book one. Um, gotcha. That was a long time ago for me. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I won't let you. <laughs> this was so corny. You, you can't. And he was like, okay, what the fuck are you going to do about it? They're going to do Hands Across America, baby. They're, they're going to do Red Rover, Red Rover, dude. That's what they're going to fucking do. <laughs> dude, I fucking hate the Tinkers. They're so lame. Look, man, I've been trying to like, <laughs> like save their face a little bit. Dude, the Tinkers suck. Fucking hell, dude. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, it's not great, man. So yeah. they, so she like in like very triumphantly. It's 
Oh my god, it's so, so corny. Yeah, they think it's like, oh, oh yeah, bitch, look at this. We can lock arms. And the white gloves are just like, oh yeah, well, we can throw hands. And they just start tossing out backhands and slaps yeah, like it's dude. no tomorrow. They just beat the shit out of them. Oh, it was so funny. I got yeah. a real good kick out of this. Yeah, it, it was funny. But I don't think I was supposed to be laughing, but I was that's, definitely. See, laughing. that's my problem. This is one of those things that's in this episode that I was like, yeah. This is supposed to be serious. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate this. It did not land, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like most everything landed, so... See, I feel like something like this... I, I honestly do feel like something like this, and, and I'm sure it probably wasn't written like they just lock arms. Or I mean, even if it was. Maybe, maybe it was, yeah. I feel like it does read better than it watches. Sure. Right? Sure. Like, because when you're reading it, it's an idea. When you're watching it, it's just like... Uh, you're actually it doing looks, that, huh? It looks like they're starting to play Red Rover. Yeah. For, for sure. So, all right, I'll get off of that horse. So, yeah. Um, in this whole commotion, as they start beating the shit out of these tinkers, <laughs> they are just tossing out backhands like they're going out of style, man. Uh, in the commotion, Perrin and Egg uh, run for it. The sun. They do not get far. No, they don't. The sun. I, I've I've already forgotten his name. Um, Who gives a shit? He yeah right. He he says, he does say that the white cloaks, though they might be bastards, they won't kill them. Uh, and I was wondering, okay, is that is he just like assuming, or is that like some law or code or something like that? Mm. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. So we cut back to our dude Rand. Oh, they get caught. I don't think you mentioned. Oh, that. well, right. I mean, and yeah. see, we don't explicitly know that they get caught. They just got run into, and then it like no, no, it no. Cuts they away. like they like fully surround them. It's it's pretty clear they got caught. I must have been looking at my laptop making notes. You must then. have been. Yeah. Okay. So they get caught. Hey yo. <laughs> hey, they got caught. They got caught, bitch. Um, and then we get a, a cut back to our boy Rand, and we meet. Dude. Possibly my new favorite character. Dude, he's so good. He's, he's... an Ogier. Ogier? 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 Yeah, one of those. One of not those. an ogre. Very different from an ogre. He wants you to know that. Yes. He is not an ogre. <laughs> uh, and his name is Loyal, son of Arent, son of Halon. Halon. Halan. I don't know. And, and he's just a librarian? Like, yeah. this, is this maybe a bookshop owner or a librarian? I'm I pref- would prefer librarian, so that's my headcanon, <laughs> is that this giant O'Gare dude is just a librarian. That's amazing. And he is just fascinated with Rand because he's a human and, like, he's just so odd. Yeah. Well, uh, compared to, you know, him, of course. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's perfectly normal. Totally. 100%. Totally 100% normal. Dude, he just rambles and rambles, and it's so funny, dude. He just never stops talking. Like, (laughs) even, like, later when they, like, have their reunion, like, he's just still rambling on in the background, (laughs) and it's so funny, and I love him. And his smile is so, like, how it zooms in on him, and he's just like... 
He's just like, like, like Randikin is trying to tell him stuff like, no, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not an ailman. I'm not from ailman. I'm from the two rivers. And he's just, yeah, just, just cuts back to him. Big old face, just smiling away. <laughs> oh, so you're an ailman from the two rivers that insists he is not an ailman. Very odd. Very <laughs> odd indeed. It's so good. Yeah, I like He's I like guy. loyal quite a bit. He is my dude. He is my dude. Um, so the I I think we're having a little bit of a time warp thing here, right? Did is that what happened in this episode? What do you mean? So th- we're we're seeing Randikin meet loyal, and at the same time, we're seeing like the procession for the Aes Sedai get there, right? Like like bringing in uh, Logan. Well, I thought that for a second. Two, but then it seems like no, like I think they, the Aes Sedai procession got to the White Tower and then went back out to, or some of them at least went back out to parade him through the streets like some kind of like ceremony type thing. Okay, um, that because that later be Lan is like asks the others, he's like, "Hey, welcome back!" Like, uh, it, so it seems like they were still at the White Tower when this happened. Right, right, right. I, I think you I think. you may be right. I thought maybe we were getting some like time warp stuff where like we're following Randikin at a certain time so that that way they can all meet each other, kind of like in The Witcher. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I think you're just overthinking it a little bit. I think they just went back out to do the the Magic Man parade. Okay. Well, that's um, that's definitely easier then. So we'll yeah. we'll go with that. Uh, did you real quick? As Matt and Randikin are looking on to this parade, did you catch did 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 I see the creepy merchant dude from the first episode? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. I saw him when Matt was looking down. You you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the yeah. Guy yeah. Who, like, the one that when called the Trollocs the, the well who well, we're that's assuming. Our theory. Yeah. The when the Trollocs attack, he's just kind of like extremely laid back and just kind of like yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna chill out here and get out of here. I'm pretty sure I saw him. Uh, you might be right. I I don't know. I didn't notice it, but um, that that very well could be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw him, so I took note of it. So I was wondering if you saw him as well, or if I'm maybe just crazy. And then next week I'll look like a fool. You know, you usually are. So I usually. Okay. What else would be new? <laughs> So so we we hear this procession start uh, out in the streets and uh and it is the well it, it's not actually all the Aes Sedai it's just like some of their people and right. um Steppenwolf and they're all just kind of walking through the streets just like I guess it, if what you said is how it is and they're just basically showing the city hey look we caught this false dragon guy right that's how I took it, yeah. And he looks, like, real out of it, like, just kind of, like, um, just real glonky. <laughs> Super glonky. So that's that's what getting gentle does to you. It just turns you all glonky. Yeah, dude. Um, but we get this really weird shot, man. So, so Rannikin and Matt are, like, sitting up on this ledge watching this procession, and, uh, and Loghain, who I should tell you my laptop corrected his name to Rogaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, he does have luxurious hair. Yeah, he does have luxurious <laughs> hair. 
Um, he catches eyes with Matt, and then I think afterwards, I think this is happening in Matt's head, but still, it's a creepy scene. Yeah. Uh, he catches eyes with Matt, and he just starts like scream laughing kind of at him maniacally laughing yeah like face up against the bars like full teeth bared just like (laughs) looking at matt it's very creepy please don't ever do that again i'm gonna do it every episode now just for you bud by the way speaking of Logan, it has been bugging me for two weeks since we were introduced to him where i have heard that name before Uh uh-huh and I was like, Logan, Logan, that name is so fucking familiar. And I finally figured it out. Uh, Logan is a character in Dragon Age Origins. So I just wanted everyone to know that. I figured it out. Don't worry. I know everyone was very concerned out there. <laughs> Don't worry. Scott figured it out. There's a Logan main bad dude. Well, one of the main bad dudes in Dragon Age. So don't worry, everybody. We got it. In we Inquisition? Got no. In the original Dragon Age Origins. Oh. Inquisition is the third one. Actually, he can be in Inquisitions if you make the right choices. It's a whole thing. Yeah, low game. Yeah. Oh, tell us more, Scott. I don't really <laughs> feel like it. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm sure everybody cares so Everyone much. Everyone needs to know the full <laughs> spread of the Dragon Age story. Oh, hey, How oh, much did you time do we have? Full spread. Do we got 10 hours? I don't know if I could cover the whole Dragon Age story in 10 hours. Is that our next podcast? <laughs> no. Maybe. I don't know. Who could say? Who could say? <laughs> okay. Um, we, okay, look, we're, we're joking a lot, but we, we do get a good scene of Matt and Randikin. Matt looks over mm. at Rand and is like, do not let me become that. Yeah. Uh, and Rand is like, dude, you won't. And he's like, you fucking say that, but do not let it happen. Because like, I mean, you can tell, obviously, Matt is like, dude, something is wrong with me, and yeah. I don't know how to tell you that something's wrong with me, but just please <laughs> promise not to let me end up like that. He can feel himself slipping, oh, I yeah. feel like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially after having just witnessed this. Because I, I, it seems to me the the implication is he was the only one that saw the maniacal laughing Loghain. Right, right, right. Like, Randikin does not react at all. And I think Matt realizes, like, oh, I am really starting to lose it. Yeah, yeah. So he he's big worried. And Rand's like, look, man, I got you. I'm not going to let it. And then Rand and asks him, you know, like, you don't let me get like that either. And Matt says, you know, not a chance, basically. Um, it's a good moment. It, mm-hmm. it, it is a good scene. And I, I, I still have to continuously say this. The actor that plays Matt is great. He's, yes, he's very, sure. very, very good. Um, okay, so we cut to uh Steppenwolf and he he's telling I don't know if these other two men that are in there are wards or if they're just like Yeah, it's it's Alana's warders. Are they? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the two dudes, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't recognize them. Um okay, so he's telling them and Lan this uh this story of how he meets Karenne. And he at the same time, he's being dressed in all white for the funeral uh, or like the ritual or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. it, it's 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 pretty good, actually, the way that he's like being dressed and telling the story at the same time. He talks about how, you know, the last time he wore white was for his father's funeral and he hate, he didn't like his dad and yada, yada, yada. And then he meets Karenne and his life was all great and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. And so the other ward, Alana's ward, 
is like, <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, my dad tried to kill me when I was 12, so <laughs> stop your whining, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like that. That's funny. It was pretty good. Uh, we also get the amazing line that uh, I I think it's Steppenwolf that says it. Uh, he's, he tells them, uh, if Alana had her way, she'd probably have 10 more warders. And I was just like, oh, man, Alana, Alana likes some weird shit. Um, I mean... <laughs> She just likes the good gift for that her. keeps on giving. Yeah, good for her. You know, if she, if that's what she's into, good for her. Yeah, dude. Uh, we don't she, yuck she people's knows, yum. Yeah, we don't. That's that's definitely not what we do here. We are not into the yucking of the yum. Um, <laughs> we are into the yeah. yumming. We are very much into the yucking and the yumming separately, but not together. <laughs> <laughs> Never together. Never together. Guys. Trust me, I cannot make this clear enough. Never together. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought that was a funny, funny little line. He's like, "Yeah, Lana would probably have ten more warders if she had her way," and I was like, "That's ah, pretty good." Um, so I made a quick note here, and my theory. Look, I, everybody listening, you guys need to know that. I, I think I've said this a couple times. This you is say it every episode. This is raw, okay, <laughs> unfiltered. So even just like I like it, raw. Just, just like I like heat turned up to, to ninety two, about eighty two. Windows closed. It's all hot and sweaty. She cannot escape. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about. Let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, shit. Uh, I made a prediction. Yeah, what was your prediction, buddy? I was like, I bet Steppenwolf is going to bond with Nanave. Yeah, well, I was very wrong. <laughs> you were a little wrong. I, I appreciate your guess there. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think this is what uh, a lot of Game of Thrones viewing and other shows have taught me. The second we started getting him like monologuing about his backstory, I kind of had the thought I was like, "Oh, he's not gonna last this whole episode. He's he he's gonna die. He's mm. he's not gonna last this whole episode." I was like, "I've seen I've seen this game before. I know how this goes." And well, good on you. Yep, sure for, enough for calling uh, that out. Um, yeah, I kind of had a feeling to to finish up this scene. Uh, I I liked this quite a lot. There there's this um kind of this large I don't really know what you would call it. This like large um fire. Yeah, but like what's holding it? It's like a forge type thing almost because yeah. there's like molten liquid But it's but it's metal. like uh but it's like very intricate and like and like yeah. pretty. It's like very decorative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh anyway, it's it's fucking cool. Uh if if this is like the ritual when an Sedai dies, that's this is cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's this forge, if we'll call it that, and Steppenwolf, as her ward, um, takes her ring, right? The the ring that I mm. guess lets them kind of channel the power or helps them channel the power, uh, and casts it into the flame. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I saw I saw a uh, fucking Agent Smith's eye- eyebrows <laughs> at the same time. Saying Isildur, <laughs> cast it into the fire, <laughs> destroy it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I was like, dude, my boy Steppenwolf did what Frodo took three movies to do. True. Cast his fucking ring in the fire. Much, much stronger than a sealed door, Steppenwolf confirmed. Oh, yeah, definitely. What the fuck? Why did I say uh, Agent, Agent Smith? Smith? What's his. Uh, I mean, he is also Agent Smith. Hugo Weaving. Fuck, Hugo I Weaving, could not remember yeah. his name. He's, he's a fucking baller. I was just Hugo watching Hugo Vendetta, Weaving. and he's so goddamn cool. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, melts the ring. It's it's a cool little sequence. Um, so yeah, picking up from there, we cut back to old parent and egg storyline, and they are indeed caught. Uh, it's we learn this dude's name is Valda. He he says call him Child Valda because he's a ch- a children of the light. A children. I don't, know, I don't know why I decided to say children like that. It, it was an intentional choice and I'm not sure why it was intentional. But we're going to move right along from it. Uh he he he's got them tied up. They tie up uh egg to this chair and then they strap for poor Perrin to the goddamn torture rack. Strap me on, daddy. <laughs> they did strap him on, daddy. Uh, Egg basically tells him, she's like, look, dude, I can't channel. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, that pretty much proves you're not an Aes Sedai. As much as they can twist the truth, they cannot lie. Um, And then this is the part where I was like, yo, Egg, she has got some moxie. Like, she does not take no shit from this dude. Because, like, this dude is pretty intimidating. Um, but she does not take his shit. She basically is just like, look, dude, I can't channel and I've done nothing wrong. And a man of the light cannot kill someone who's done nothing. And he comes back with, he's like, well, what makes you think I'm a man that stand by my vows? Like, what makes you think I won't just like kill you both here because fuck it. And she's basically like, well, if you're going to do it, then just do it, bitch. Fucking do it. Make my day. But I will come back in the next life and split you, quote, head to tail like the pig you are. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, egg. You tell him. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. She was not taking his shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I I liked that quite a bit. She, I've been super indifferent on her, and I liked it quite a bit in this episode. Same. Exactly the same. I was pretty indifferent about her, but she really shows up here. Um, Valda is then like, like after she basically tells him off here, he's like, Ooh, you know what? You would have made a really good Aes Sedai. Um, you're very feisty. I would have loved to add your ring to my collection. Uh, and then he just picks up a knife and starts cutting away at poor Perrin's back. I'm like, that's not cool. Perrin's in big pain. His eyes go all yellow. He's like a werewolf or something. I don't know what's going on with him. Yes. Yeah, I have confirmed he's a werewolf. Uh, confirmed he's a werewolf. All werewolves have yellow eyes for sure, a hundred percent. But when he yelled out in pain, you could hear wolves yeah, in the background. It was like it was like a growly. He hulked out a little bit or something. Yeah. It it sounded uh, like a like a video game, like when you like picture like in something like maybe Skyrim esque, where like you do mm. some type of action and it's like a yell, but there's like a wolf howl in the background at the same time. Okay, sure. Can you not picture that? Uh, I don't think I heard quite the wolf. Yeah, I mean, I think you're just associating with Perrin with wolves, which I mean is fair. No, there's definitely a wolf in the background. Okay, when he does, yeah, when he yells out, yeah. 
Volva is, he's all like, uh, all the Aes Sedai are an abomination. They should not have access to the power. Uh, there is no chance that the power is not pure evil. And I plan to stamp out every last one of them. Uh, then he basically gives them an ultimatum. He tells Egg, he's like, hey, channel for me. I'll kill you and I'll let Perrin go. Otherwise, I'll kill Perrin and let you go if you don't channel. So one of you is going to die because I'm a real fuckface. Uh, and that, he leaves them to kind of discuss that, and, uh, discuss their fates. And we cut back to our boy Steppenwolf at the tower. He comes to Nenev. He's having trouble sleeping. He's like, hey, do you have any more of that tea that helps with sleeping? It's a good gag here. He's like, it's not really made of goat's tongue, is it? <laughs> and she's like, don't worry, dude. Goat's tongue is just the name of a plant. And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, She basically, he, he, he gives kind of this whole speech about how, like, when he's about to fall asleep, the pain leaves him for a moment. And he doesn't want that because that's all he has left of her, which is pretty. That's rough, dude. It's rough. It's a pretty brutal thought. And. Nanave basically reassures him. She's basically like, I promise you the pain will never leave you, which I don't know if that's comforting or not, but um, it comforts him in this moment, I that's think. That's definitely like a thanks with a question mark at the yeah, end of it. thanks? <laughs> nah, dude, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life, all day of it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Confirmed. Uh... So then Leandrin and Nanave have a little chat. We find out that Reds never have warders. Uh I don't think I guess never. we should have picked picked up on this. I don't but think I, I, I don't think it's never. No, she said never, didn't well, she? Well, she's questioning and she says, and it's because you hate man and yada yada yada. And and then Leandrin's like, Are you guessing or are you making a statement? And then she responds with some type of comment about like Maybe some others. No, 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 no. I think that was about... So she says you never have warders, and then Nenev says, is it because you hate all men? And that's when Leandrin asks, is that a question or a statement? Well, right, but then... And then she says, well, yes, some of my sisters perhaps hate all men. I I thought she was saying some of her sisters perhaps have... No, I don't wards. think any reds have warders is the way I took that. Understood. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. I also could be wrong. Hey, guys, have I, we told you I, that we I, don't know anything about this story? I, I, I'm pretty sure Zach's wrong because I'm smart and he's a dumbass. So we're going we're gonna to live under that assumption. Um, So she, basically, Leandrin is like, she's like, listen, women have the one power, but men still rule much of the world. Uh, she also has the pretty good line here of men are not kind to little girls who show a spark of being greater than they are. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty much confirmed later. Uh, you know, she's talking about a lot of these things with a knave, but then in a later conversation she has with Moraine, it seems pretty much like Leandrin definitely has big beef with all men. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I know I've said this, dude, but I and I think you feel differently. I don't I don't like Leandrin not just because I'm I'm not 
super into her character, but like, I don't. You just don't seem to like her actress. I don't like the actress. Her acting's bad. I, yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think she's like knocking out of the park, but I she does not stand out to me as bad. Like, I don't. Be- say I don't. Randikin I don't does. believe any of it. And I think Randikin has gotten a little bit better. Yeah. No. I actually, so the, I actually, the kinda, second he showed up in his Robin Hood cosplay, I just, I'm like, I can't take you seriously, dude. Well, I, I mean, his costuming was bad, but his seriously. acting isn't as bad. It, I, it hasn't, he hasn't had room for it to be as like comical and like over the top. Mm, I suppose. Um, so yeah, Leandrin's like kind of trying, it's, it's pretty obvious Leandrin is kind of like trying to make friends with the knave. Uh, she wants her on her side. Uh, we get pretty clear. Uh, validation of that later. She's like, ah, you should visit the library and the gardens out there. You know, get you a nice uh, fruit. I can't remember what the fruit was. It a peach or something? No, persimmon. Something like that. I have anyway, no doesn't, clue. What doesn't the, matter. What the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> then this <laughs> this might have been my favorite part of this episode. Yes, dude. Right, right after we have this, it was so weirdly cut, to be honest, but I was super into it. Because we're leaving a scene with Leandrin and Nanave, and it cuts immediately to Randikin and Matt in their, like, room. And our dude, Loyal, just shows up, and he's just, like, busts into the door, and he's like, Hey, my guy, buddy, I brought you Nanave over here. I got Nanave over here. Uh, and he just, this is what we were talking about earlier, when he's just, like, word vomiting, just, like, not stopping, kind of explaining, like, well, I, as a O'Gare, I have access to the White Tower grounds, and, and neither, they're, like, hugging and not paying any attention to him at all, and he's just going on and on in the background, and it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Loyal him. a lot. He's so good. He's great. Uh, Randikin tells Nanave, uh, he thinks Matt can channel. He has not seen it, uh, but he's pretty sure that that's what's happening. He says he, he basically, he took him to this inn. The reason they haven't gone to the White Tower yet is because he's not sure that he can trust Moraine. Uh, they saw what happened to our boy Magic Man, Loghain, um, basically being gentled in the parade. Nanave is like, uh, I think you made the right call. Listen, we don't need the Aes Sedai. She says, I'll heal Matt, um, basically while we wait for the others to show up. Do you want to take it here? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. let me finish. Cause I forgot this was, this was still kind of part of that. Okay. Oh, um, the backstory with egg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Nanave tells uh, uh, Randikin this kind this of story. This is our seventh backstory this This is episode, there's a lot of backstories. Uh, how uh, Egg, when she was a little girl, I think she says 10 years old, uh, she had this basically disease that sounds just awful. Like, basically, it sounds like your muscles cramp so hard that it literally breaks your bones and breaks your body in half. Yeah, sounds terrible. Sounds like just the worst um basically she should have died um Nene's mentor the old wisdom basically was like uh there's nothing i can do to help her i can give her this basically this tea that will ease her passing uh but there's nothing i can do to save her 
Um, but Egwene was strong. She basically, she took Nenev's hand and told her that she was not ready to die. Uh, and she basically, you know, it seems like through sheer force of will or maybe her latent power, um, drove out the sickness and she survived. She did not take the tea. Uh, she's, Nenev calls her quote, unbreakable. And I was like, she doesn't look like Bruce Willis at all, so that can't be right. <laughs> Fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not Bruce Willis. Cannot confirm yet, but I'm pretty sure she's not Bruce Willis. Uh, I'll have to ask Sam Jackson. Yeah, get back to me on that when you... Uh, I will. You uh, everyone's waiting in suspense for me <laughs> to get back with Sam Jackson. <laughs> Uh, so we cut back to Egg and Perrin, and uh, Perrin says if it has to be one of them, it should be him, and he tells her all about how he is actually the one who killed Layla. He finally tells her the whole story. It's good, man. It's it heavy. Good. It was it's heavy, good. heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, but you know what? You know what this is? This is... Uh, character backstory number eight, by the yeah, way. At least. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's it, it's a very good scene. Um, you can definitely tell that Egg is shocked, but she's trying to kind of hold it together for Perrin mm-hmm. to, you know, keep his shit together. So, Valda comes back, and uh, he he's like, look, time's up. Uh, have you made a decision? And they obviously it's haven't. cutting time. <laughs> and and he's like, well, no decision is still a decision. So uh, I'm gonna fuck your boy up. So he grabs this knife and he starts cutting up um, homeboy's back. And I thought this was cool, but also corny and cute at all at the same time i thought this was funny it was a ruse zach (laughs) it was all a ruse so uh egg gets big mad and she starts to channel Mm -hmm. uh don't you love how everybody in the show just has accepted that it's called channeling and nobody has ever told them oh this is what it's called I'm sure they've heard it before. Like, they've heard, like, legends of the Aes Sedai and their channeling. Moraine has probably... Didn't Moraine and Egg have a chat about it also? I don't know. Maybe. Nah, they know. They know. Okay. um, Anyway, she starts to channel, and I'm like, oh, shit. She summons a fireball. She shoots it at fucking Valda, and it's, like, basically nothing. It's, it was just a little baby fireball. Shooting some blanks over here, man. It, was, it wasn't a full Hadouken yet. It was just a little baby <laughs> fireball. It, it was like a Videl when she's like learning how to use key blasts yeah, like, she, type yeah, of yeah, fireball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so look, she shoots this thing at him, and he's like, aha, I gotcha. And he's ready to kill her ass. And right when he does, uh, we see Perrin start to channel as well. And wait, you took this as Perrin channeling? Yes, I did. Oh, I thought I took this as she threw that little baby fireball at him. That was the ruse 
like she was distracting him while she actually was channeling to burn through Ooh. Perrin's ropes. That makes way more sense. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we could clear that. Up. Well, look, I thought that I thought that Perrin did it because like he he like it seemed like he was like channeling like some he, some type of strength and like broke free and like he's ugh. definitely got something going on like he hulks out a little bit because then right. Valda is like what the hell are yeah you? He, he literally is like light save me what the fuck are yes you? dude he is freaked the fuck out you i mean you could be still right like maybe was Perrin just breaking hulking out and breaking out of him sure but it really looked like to me like her little baby fireball was just a distraction and she burned his ropes. But who the hell knows? Okay. That that definitely could be. It. I you know, listen, it's not like we're newbies on this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so full disclaimer. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> uh so while Valda is turned around, um, you know, freaked out with with our guy Perrin. Um, Egg grabs the knife and stabs him in the back neck, back shoulder <laughs> neckish area. Yeah, dude. Uh, definitely didn't look fatal. Let me put it. That yeah, way. definitely didn't look fatal. And she just stabbed him, and they run out. And when they run out, everything—it's so funny because like wolves are attacking, but like this whole camp is like basically up in arms and like in flames and it's and it's like dude Wolf. it's wolves bro like, wolves are very good at starting fires. what the fuck is going on here wolves know fire magic for yeah, sure i guess uh um, they're also very good with like you know flint and tinder and all that stuff uh they're they're very good fire starters i hear sure. you're pretty good with tinder swiping oh, right boy <laughs> that was way too terrible of a joke to pass up <laughs> Um, so look, man, as they're leaving, we see Summer, Nymeria, Ghost, mm-hmm, Grey yeah. Wind, Shaggy Dog. We get all the squad back together, uh, and, and our, uh, Perrin and Egg are able to escape. What are the, what are, what are the wolves? What are the, what are the, what are the, what are the wolves? What are the wolves? Just seems to have a full on conversation with Perrin. Yeah. Like it growl barks at him for like a solid minute and he looks like at it, like it almost seems like he can understand it barking at him and then it runs off and he's like, okay, let's go. Um, and as they walk off on the bottom, you see the like, uh, achievement icon and it's like a uh, dog whisperer achievement acquired dog whisperer. <laughs> yes definitely definitely for sure um so we we cut back to this very interesting scene with moraine and leandrin mm-hmm. and i quite like this scene a, a lot Oh, you're not allowed to like any scene with Leandrin in it. No, Zach. no, I, no, no, that. no, yeah. no. It's mm-hmm. it's good writing. I like this. <laughs> uh, and also Moraine is badass. So Moraine is so <laughs> fucking so cool. cool, dude. Um, I love Moraine. So there seems to be this like, look, we I I we've but 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 <laughs> we've brought <laughs> attention <laughs> to this a million times, but like there is this massive tension when these two are on oh sure like, are, are in the same place not the sexual kind just the we don't like each other kind the we don't want a podcast kind 
We think yes. And uh, there's a power struggle happening for, I guess, like winning over Nanave and kind of like who's going to get to recruit her. I think people, like, obviously that p- display of power she showed at the end of the last episode, like, people going to want her. Like, she's the number one draft pick amongst the, the Aes Sedai right now, it seems like. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. She's, she has power that is the- not typical of a, you know, a novice, a trainee, if you will, you know? Right. So, yeah, uh... Ba- we we find out. I thought this was interesting. Moraine has been gone for two years from the tower. We get a little bit more on that in a second when she talks to Alana. But Leandrin is basically like, "Hey, yeah, the trouble with you being gone all the time is uh, who's gonna mentor your girl in the nave?" Um, Leandrin is like, "I'm sure she'll become a novice, despite her mistrust of the Aes Sedai. She is very confident in this." Uh, Moraine is like, well, you really think she'll choose red after she did that sick party heal spell back there? <laughs> and uh, Leandrin is like, Leandrin kind it's of like admits, a level three like, healer spell at it's, least. It's, it is a max level healer spell for sure. I don't know how she has access to that. What's her build? Uh, <laughs> Leandrin admits she's like, listen, yellow will be after her big time. This makes me think the yellow are probably like healer. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, they'll be after her big time, but she thinks uh, she thinks she has a will to enforce her rules. Like she's she's like, listen, yes, she's got these crazy healing powers, but also I've talked to her a bunch and she is big on rules and enforcing her rules yeah, as well. She's definitely projecting. She's probably a little bit. Moraine comes right back at her with, she's like, yeah, but uh, she doesn't share your contempt for men, so I suggest you look for converts elsewhere and basically walks off. And I'm like, God damn, Moraine, you're so cool. Yeah, she's head and shoulders above everybody else in this show. She's so rad. She's real good. Then we get yet another amazing scene. Uh, with her this time this on the with bed Alana. with Alana yes yeah yes yeah yeah I loved the scene it was so good Alana and Lorraine seem you know they're obviously very friendly like they're good friends and I I think you know their relationship that they have together is very cool uh Alana tells her she's not sure if Steppenwolf will accept her offer um Moraine I, I t- took this down because I found this interesting Moraine does say She's read that there's a way to sever the bond between a warder and an Aes Sedai. I wonder if we will see that play out sometime. Um, I, then- I have a, th- I have a, I'm glad you brought attention to this. I have a theory about this that I want to talk about at the end of the episode. Okay. All right. R- remind us. We'll get back to it. Alana then says that the Amerlin seat is returning and that she is out for blood. She is looking to blame someone for what happened with our guy, Magic Man. Uh, her name is Swan. Swan. I do not know how to say this. Swan Sanche. I think it's just like Swan. Sane Swan. It's C I A U N. It's an it's an S. We're gonna call her. Yeah. What did I say? C. But what did you say? Who's on first? 
<laughs> exactly. I'm going to keep calling her the Amerlin Seat because that's easier for me. Why don't we just call her Sancho? <laughs> Sancho. Okay, I like Sancho. Uh, she says Sancho won't turn on his sister Dude, without Look, cause. anybody who's listening to our show who are actually Wheel of Time fans, they're done. This is it. We lost them all. <laughs> This is all your fault. <laughs> fucking Sancho, dude. I want to call her the Amberlynn seat, and you're like, nah, what if I let me tempt Let's you, just Scott, call her with something Sancho, funny dude. like Sancho? I'll be your Sancho. Sancho Ponzo over here. Um, Alana tells her, listen, dude, this is not the same place as when you left two years ago. Uh, she also tells her, listen, you are one of the only ones powerful enough to challenge her. Moraine is basically like, I have never had any designs on, you know, taking the seat, the Emerlin seat. Oh, yeah. And then our girl Lana's like, dude, we never know what the yes. fuck your designs dude, are. So, like, so good. <laughs> yeah. Alana's like, dude, girl, no one ever has any ideas about what the hell you do have designs about. Uh, secrets are definitely Moraine's thing for sure. Um, it's very funny. Uh, then Alana also tells her, listen, Leandrin's influence is growing. So you have two very powerful enemies here. Um, and then as she's kind of leaving, Alana tells her, listen, one day you are going to have to trust someone with your secrets or they're going to destroy you from the inside out. And then Moraine like opened this window box thingy and it looked like there was a picture inside and I had no idea what to make of this because it just looked like the picture. Uh, the picture looked like the back of a woman looking out a window. Uh, I, I no definitely idea. did not see that. Okay. Fair enough. I, it was kind of quick and there was nothing said about it. It cut away. Hmm. And I, it was it didn't like focus in on it. I, I'm sure it's important, but I have no idea what it means. So. To, to to be determined later, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is where we get the amazing line. It cuts to Steppenwolf and Lan. <clears throat> um, basically, Steppenwolf is like, "Listen, uh, hey, will you drink with me all night? Because I don't want to be alone tonight." And since Lan is a cool ass dude, he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll stick around and drink with you." This is uh. I didn't quite understand why he felt like he needed to have Land stay with him just so he can put him to sleep so that he can go do what he did. I I think it's just he wanted one last night to kind of chill okay. out with his friend and drink. That makes more That's sense. That's kind of how that I took sense. it. I don't think there was any, like, sinister motives about it. No, no, I don't think it was necessarily sinister. Like, in my head, I rationalized it with, like, oh, maybe... Maybe Lan was, like, trying to keep an eye on him so that he wouldn't do anything rash, and so... I think that could be part of it, for sure, because, like, sure. Lan kind of knows instantly when he wakes up. Not, like, instantly, but as soon as he sees the dagger missing, he he knows. Right, right. So I think that's probably part of it from Lan's perspective. But for Steppenwolf, I, I feel it's more just like, yeah, I just want to have one last drinking night with my buddy here. Um, that's kind of how I took it anyway. Gotcha. It definitely could have been that. So, uh, he basically, Steppenwolf tells Lan, he's like, hey, listen, I'm not sure, 
I'm not sure about bonding with Alana. <laughs> uh, he tells him, I've never been, uh, in the biblical sense, with a man before. And Lan, <laughs> it's so funny the way it was done. Lan just holds up two fingers and he's like, two men. My dude. Two men. It's two men. Don't forget. Yep. Two dudes. <laughs> and uh, that he's like, oh, also, you're assuming that they want you. And Stephen was, dude, what's not to want? I'm rad. It's great. Look at me over here. Steppenwolf is cool. pretty cool. Uh, I, I got a big kick out of this scene. It was very, very good. And then Steppenwolf, uh, as he's talking about, you know, his uh, intimate pers- pursuits, he's like, well, what about you, buddy? That, uh, that Nanave, she sure is falling for you, huh? And Lan's like, oh, boy, that would be a bad idea for her. And Steppenwolf is like, nah, nah, listen, she touched the power for the first time to save your life. There's definitely something there. Um, yeah, um, I thought that that was very interesting. Interesting how? Because I haven't, I haven't thought of it like that. Like her... Th- like, they did have a very sweet moment in the last episode when he was when she found him like praying or doing like his ritual or whatever. Um, yeah, you're right. And then he, you know, he was gonna tell her like what she thought, you know, what he thought she was, and then they got cut off by the battle right. starting. Right. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. It seems a little rushed, but I can see like the. The start of something, like, you know. Listen, she did touch the power to save his life. It was, like, him that she basically, like, you know, fell over and was, like, freaking out that his throat was cut. Uh, which I'm fine with because I was also freaking out that his throat was cut. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, this is not okay. Uh, but, yeah, Land basically is like, listen, that's a very bad idea for her. And Steppenwolf comes back with the banger of a line. He says, yeah, love is usually a bad idea, but we still allow it to happen because without it, life would be intolerable. Uh, Great shit. That's a very Dumbledore line. It is. Uh, Lan still isn't having it, though. He's just like, listen, dude, I can tolerate a lot. I don't know what what you want from me. I can tolerate a whole lot. And then the, the dagger... Literally. Uh, literally the dagger. <laughs> God damn it, Scott. To, fuck. <laughs> totally intentional. Uh, to end the episode, Lan wakes up and he's, fuck, I drank way too much. Uh, he sees the dagger is missing. And yeah, he runs out and he say, sees that Steppenwolf has indeed killed himself. Um, we get the funeral scene. Uh, Lan kind of breaks down. This is the first time we've seen him really show true emotion, you know, like, especially in, like, a public, you know, kind of display like this. Uh, they do the Matthew McConaughey chest pound thing from, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, Lan, like, screams to the heavens as he's pounding his chest yeah i um i took note of it as the mcconaughey chest pound thing from wolf of wall street (laughs) for sure and i was like ah okay that's a little corny and as i'm not even lying dude as i was typing the note that it was corny something clicked and it was like nah dude this is good 
it started where I, I kind of agree with you at the very start. It like wasn't quite there, but then I don't know if it like the music started building more. The music, or like, and then seeing the reaction I'll, on the faces. I'll I'll tell you this: it was it was Lan not doing it with them, and then him like because him just like so engrossed yeah. in like his feelings, and then realizing like what everybody was doing, and he like in tears he starts doing it again so aggressively. It was very good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was I a good way to end the I even liked the first two yells where he yelled out like in agony with this. Uh-huh. And then the last yell, I was like, oh, okay, that's a little much. <laughs> One too many. One too many. Go well, back up. The Go last yell up. was when he like looked up at the sky and like ripped his shirt open. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Dude, he was just getting ready to summon a spirit bomb. Like, that's what Okay. <laughs> All right. It definitely was- could have been that. He was charging up for a special beam cannon. You take off your shirt, you yell real loud, uh, you're powering up big time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Um, I want to hear your theory, buddy. So, my theory is that whatever this love thing will be with Nanave, uh, and. Uh, Lan, uh, Moraine will sever her bond with Lan so that he can ward for Nanave. I don't want you to be right, but I think you might be right. Yeah, that's 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 what I think. Because the way Moraine mentioned it, yeah, and then didn't Alana ask her something about like. Oh, you don't have to worry about land, though. So it was I. I can't. I didn't take notes on the exact specifics of it, but there was some discussion about like land there, and I was like, mm, I don't like what this might be for Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, I think at some point we're gonna get her severing their bond for some reason, and I think with the right. with the added intel from uh, from Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it'll be something like that. Maybe like a love will start to blossom and Moraine will be like, look, you know, don't let me fucking tie you down or I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's something different. I don't know. I mean, but I, I have a feeling that that will be a result of it. Look, you're so Nanave has definitely grown on me by quite a bit, but I still Moraine and Lan are still my two favorite characters by an absolute mile. Dude. Uh, yeah, um, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's it's not close, even a little bit. Uh, and I don't want. I think you're probably right, but I don't want you to be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get Oy. that. Um, so I think I think overall, uh, very good episode. It was good. Um, it was very solid. Didn't quite reach the highs of the last episode, but no, I. But. The, I have very few problems with it overall. Right. And and overall, just like for everything that we got in the episode, it was it was all very good quality of mm-hmm. what we were getting. I mean, there 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 are some areas where I was like, okay, that's a little cheesy yeah. or whatever, but Right. I like mean, look, we look, we poked plenty of fun at the fact that we get eighteen different backstories in this episode. None of it was bad and, though. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it is a little weird that and weird's not the right word, but it could have been very cheesy that you shoved all of them into this one episode. 
but like each one was done well enough to where I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Like maybe on repeat viewings, like I might feel differently. Like, oh, here's the fucking backstory episode. But right. for now it was it was done well enough to where I wasn't mad. I about will it. say this too. The 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 uh backstories don't like overstay their welcome either. True. Short also and sweet. True. Yeah. You know, I picture like uh <laughs> picture like an anime right you get a backstory and like you kind of just roll your eyes and you're like fuck oh boy. hell here we here's go here's the here's the next six episodes yeah 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 so it definitely didn't feel like that um yeah so happy with that yeah another thing uh i am very curious as as to like what i mean we're joking about him being a werewolf which he might i don't fucking know but like I think he's just a weirdo. What is he? Like what is his shit? What what is how does his shit work? Like um is he is he just like a warg? Right? I know I made made that comment last or maybe yeah. one of the last episodes. We're going to have to start calling him Steppenwolf now that the original yeah, Steppenwolf yeah. is gone. <laughs> um it could be a warg, could be part werewolf, like I don't know what his deal is going to be. Right. Um and then what's Randikin's deal? Because, like, if it's Perrin's a werewolf... Oh, that's right. I forgot about his dumb strength thing. Wow, he's so lame. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> he thinks he's fucking Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sorry for any book readers out there who, like, big into Rand, but, oh, boy, I hope he's better in the books. Yeah, I, I can see him being a little better in the books. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to credit you on your sentiment last week about Lan and, uh, and Moraine just kind of pulling away as far as like best characters. Cause they're so good as if they weren't already good enough. Like this episode was like, wow, they, they fucking rule. Despite, despite the small, like, but significant gains that Nanave and uh, Egg actually made this episode, where, like, Egg really showed her moxie telling off that fucker. Right. And, you know, we just getting more, more and more on Nanave the more I kind of like her. It's still, like, it's not even close. Like, Moraine and Lan are so far ahead of yeah, everyone yeah. else. Especially, like, when we think Ugh. about, like, how there's so much more... We learn so much more about Moraine every episode, and yet we still have so many more yes. questions about her every, yes. every episode. Like, she's so, she's it. such a mystery. Because, right, even like we get this really cool back to back scenes between first her and Leandrin, and then her and Alana. And you feel like, yes, like you said, you're getting more insight into her character. But then Alana at the end of it all is just like, Dude, you fucking nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah. You have so many secrets. Your secrets right. are gonna kill you. Uh what the hell? Right. Uh she is so interesting and so cool. Yeah. Like, what has I, she been yeah. doing for the past two years? What has she been doing? And she's apparently so like she is a big deal enough to where I mean, it said in the episode she has two right. very powerful enemies, right? With Leandrin and with the, right. I guess the seat is also, yeah, the quote that's what unquote it, enemy. What I took it as, yeah. And she's also apparently the only person that's strong enough to challenge the seat. Yeah, which one of I think she said right. Yeah. And uh, 
that's cool, man. Like cool. It, it, it is a little bit of the the classic like, like oh like you like you're powerful enough to be the leader to have the seat or whatever. But like you don't want it. You don't it's want classic, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. still, it's so cool. It's so cool. It is. And here's the other thing about it is like, I'm curious to see how that will play out because it does not seem like like powerful in the sense like Leandrin seems to be like powering herself up by gaining influence amongst the the Aes Sedai while Moraine seems to be respected but she keeps to herself so much that she doesn't seem to have many like quote-unquote friends amongst the Aes Sedai right so if Alana is really saying like she's powerful enough to challenge the Amarlin seat it seems like that's just pure power baby it's not like a, yeah. hey, I have a ton of friends who will back me in if I vie for this seat. It seems to me more like it's a, no, Moraine can just kick some major ass. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool, rad. man. That's yeah. that's cool. She she's so interesting. She is. she she's the best. So look, we're not gonna do we're we're running real long here. We're not yes. gonna do a full on like <laughs> character power ranking or anything like that. But I will say this: my top three in order. Moraine, Lan. That third one's hard. The third one is hard. I think just because I'm so interested in where the character's going to go, I think I'd have to say Matt. Um, Ooh, that's a solid choice. But it could easily be a toss-up with Nanave. Uh, I, I have same order of you for top two. As much as I love Lan, I think Moraine... Is just slightly more interesting to me. Moraine than Lan. And then Loyal. Loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I I do love Loyal, but I will I'll probably go Nanave. Okay. I did like Tom a lot too. Well Tom's definitely coming back. Yeah, well Tom's right. Whenever he comes back, if he does some cool shit again, yeah. then he might he might hop back up there, but For sure. For sure. Okay. Um. Well, let's. Uh. Do we want to award the winner of the episode? Uh. Yeah. Who are you thinking, pal? Uh. I think I've got to give it to Egg. Solid choice. Um. I was kind of thinking Lan because we got a lot from him this episode and a lot more emotion than we've ever gotten okay. from him this episode. Well, let's let us redefine. This. We have no definition. No, no, no. I guess like what I mean is like we've always thought about it as like oh who did the the most cool shit or like who sure, advanced sure. themselves the most or whatever. But like if since this is a show, who who held the best scenes? Like which one which one owned all the like more better scenes than everybody else? More better, yeah. Yeah. Um in that case, it's 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 Moraine, it's Moraine but it's going to be Moraine every episode. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's <laughs> true. we do it that hey, way? It could be Loyal. I, loyal won I, this episode. That's true. Troy, lo- loyal is the true winner of this episode. I think you're right. I think we have to keep it with who actually did the most cool stuff, who advanced their position, who, you know, kicked ass, if you will. And I think you're right. That's probably Egg. Yeah. Yeah, I... I th- I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with egg. I think I'm okay with that too. There was no like really stand out. I mean, they were all pretty good this episode, honestly. Like they yeah. all did good shit. So even Rand? 
Well, okay, you're right. <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> At least he, he, through him is how we got our loyal interactions. Yeah. So yeah, hey, look. I'm going to give him a pass this time. Uh, you got any final thoughts, buddy? I think that's about it. We we have gone long. Apologies, but there was a lot of cool stuff to discuss this episode. Yeah. Also, so. I, when I when I drive part of the episode, it just takes forever because <laughs> I I'm all over the place. So, also you're like half asleep, buddy. You need to get some sleep so you can work, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, folks, so much for joining us and sticking with us through this episode here today. We appreciate each and every one of you. Go check us out on the social media at We Don't Want a Pod. Um, leave us a review if you are feeling so kindly inclined on your podcast app of choice. And hey, tell a friend, tell your grandma, because you know we want your grandma to listen. And we will see you guys again next time. Bye.